The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Bright Pearl, the number one retail operating system for e-commerce, multi-channel retail brands, and wholesalers who want to grow fearlessly. The market is always changing. There's new trends, there's mobile, there's data privacy, and all, all kinds of uh, different changes in, 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 this, uh, in this niche. One of the biggest mistakes we see with marketers is they are just simply uh, try to focus on the closing the sale too much. They, they try to close everyone right away. Having your own data, your own list and your own channel to really reach these customers and to nurture the relationships with them is more important than ever. So on today's episode, you're going to learn about why you should be helping users rather than selling to them. It's a terrific episode. You do not want to miss it. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in a way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Does your fast-growing online retail business stand out from the pack? Have you taken huge growth leaps in the last year? If so, step up and be in the running for Bright Pearl's Lightning 50, the definitive list of the fastest growing online businesses in the UK and US. Head over to brightpearl.com. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast show is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. So each week on this podcast, we interview a commerce expert, a founder of a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or a digital native commerce brand or representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product with a tight remit to give you ideas you can test right away on your brand so you can improve improve conversion growth metrics such as your average order value, your repeat purchase, you know, customers, your audience size, and ultimately your sales and conversions in general. We're here to help you sell more sustainably. So so welcome, welcome. Now on today's episode, um it's an interview um, I was looking forward to, to, to having. I remember the early days of 2X e-commerce. 
Um, I got reached out by by this gentleman. His name is Shaba Zaido. He is the co-founder of OptiMonk. Um, back in the days, it was all about um, they, they they labeled themselves a you know an exit intent you know um, platform, and they were kind enough to 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 work with me and you know some of my clients. And on two X e-commerce, if you you know um, landed on two X e-commerce. You'd you know have a pop up from from their company essentially, and over the years they've evolved from um, serving you know um, you know the I'll take content sites and, and the like. They, they'd always had that commerce orientation, and they were very very data driven anyway. So they could sort of you know understand segments you know through your website. They still do it, uh, but but now their offering is significantly expanded. Um, you know, we're talking, um, you know, they're now doing, um, um, you know, pop-ups, you know, side messages, sticky bars, full screen surveys and gamification. Um, also, you know, they have um, email and um, SMS capture now, um, you know, abandoned carts use cases, um, visitor guide use cases, recommended products use, use cases, um, offer use, use cases, obviously, with the pop-ups and, um, you know, collecting customer feedback, so quizzes, feedback. There's, they, they have evolved, essentially. Let's, let's just put it that way. And um, the conversation I have with, I had with, 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 with Shaba was more around their perspective on conversions. You know, what, how do you view conversions now in 2022 with, you know, issues with data, um, you know, just da- just data privacy, essentially. Um, how do you sort of deal with 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 all that's happening now in twenty twenty two with with customer data and conversions, essentially? And you know, he is a great proponent, as myself, on the importance of micro conversions and then the importance of actually nurturing, you know, emails and using you know SMSs, SMS as a um, as a conversion channel, essentially as a VIP list, I really liked, you know, his his take on that. So we we just go through the customer journey in e-commerce, essentially, and how you can add value um, at every step in the customer journey. And and this in itself is a concept called customer value optimization. And we we, we go in depth and the need for surveys, understanding segments. And just having that philosophy of rather than looking for conversions, um, look at how you can add value at every step of the customer journey, whether they're in a category page, a product page, they have different motivations. Even the traffic sources are, all have like different motivations. So we go through, you know, all of that. Um, and he 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 really, you know, breaks down, you know, how to to look at traffic, you know, how to really view traffic coming through to your site and knowing that um, it is nuanced, right? Um, not everybody's in buy mode. And the fact that your conversions are 2 3 4 5% if you're lucky um, does not mean that the 90, 95% or the 98% is, is lost. It just means that they may not necessarily be ready or you're not answering, you know, their their, their, their concerns or, you know, their questions, their objections, you know, on, on your site. So, so it's, it's, it gives you that philosophy, that, that's just a, a methodology um, for, for addressing, um, um, just addressing the customer journey, really addressing steps, you know, um, or hurdles, um, 
that naturally come, you know, all through the the customer journey. Um, terrific episode. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I suppose about um, 35 or so minutes. Um, terrific convo. Um, and um, yeah, looking forward to, to catching you on the other side. So enjoy this, um, this interview and yeah, cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey Chaba, it's a pleasure to to have you on the Two X Ecommerce Podcast Show. I, I it's been years. I've been wanting you to be on here, so so welcome, a warm welcome. It's great to be here. Hey, fantastic, fantastic. Um, for those, should we go back because um, we've been in Comunicado since two thousand and fifteen, and if I'm if I was to think about that, that was when I actually started the podcast and Two X Ecommerce. Um, you guys supported me a lot. We 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 exchanged lots of emails. We've we've jumped in conversations, but this is the first time we're actually seeing each other. Um, do you want to give people a bit of your background? You know, so before Optimonk, um, what did you do? Why Optimonk? And you know, um, and and what are you guys up to today? Yeah, so actually it was uh, 2015 when we started Optimonk, uh, really. So it was uh, it was a start for both of us. Wow. Um, but uh, actually, uh, I've been into e-commerce for uh, uh, about 10 years, even before then. Uh, in 2006, uh, I started my first uh, company. Actually, it was an e-commerce agency, I would call it. Um, it became one of the biggest uh, e-commerce agencies uh, in Central Eastern Europe. Uh, and we've created thousands of e-commerce sites. And since then, this company grew into one of the top e-commerce powerhouses in Hungary. This is the country where I'm uh, living uh, right now. And um, uh, well, we've, since we've been working with hundreds of clients on a very close contact, uh, there was always quite the same uh, problems and needs appearing. And they were spending a lot of money on, on marketing but they were uh, having well, um, suboptimal conversions and conversion rates. Uh, so we started looking around what kind of solutions exist on the market, and we realized that actually no uh, really good solutions for these, uh, for these problems. And that's when uh, we started Optimunk, just realizing that the average small and medium business uh, lacks the necessary tool to really compete against the Amazons of the world. Interesting. So, so were you as an e-commerce consultant? Were you on the CRO, sorry, agency rather? Were you on the CRO side? Were you were you on web design, um, acquisition, retention? What what kind of services did you render? Yeah, we were mostly focusing on the design and the setup and and mm-hmm. and creating the e-commerce store. Uh, we also did some marketing, uh, but to be honest with you, we were re- really focused on the conversion sites in 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 most cases and rather worked with other marketing, more, more marketing-focused agencies. Uh, okay. 
Interesting. So, so you, you have a CRO, um, you know, background, and then you, you, how did the idea for Optimon come? Because at the time, email capture was quite novel, and I know you do more than email capture now. Um, but how did you sort of ideate, um, you know, Optimonk and um, how did you just go, go to market? Well, uh, to be honest, I mean, I've been, uh, I, I wrote my first uh, uh, e-books about uh, e-commerce conversion rate optimization like 14 years ago. It was such a long time ago. Uh, and since then, we've been running uh, numerous thousands of uh, experiments on, on, on topics. So uh, we really monitor the market and uh, work closely with, with, uh, with the best e-commerce brands. And whenever we see a new option, we just test it out. Um, I, we always had our assumptions, of course, but uh, in retrospective, most of them turn out to be, well, just uh, not valid. Uh, but the only way to really uh, figure it out uh, is to, to test it. So we, I, I guess we become kind of experts on <laughs> A-B testing, a lot of stuff. We also have a lot of uh, in-house technology on how to do uh, A-B testing and A-B test these different type of technologies. And whenever we feel that someone is working and we see that or we see great numbers with one client, we try to pilot it with some other clients as well. And, and if all these uh, uh, early results are promising, then we usually just go in and uh, create a solution for it. And the goal is uh, to really test it first with a lot of manual work. And if it's working, then make it as, as a solution, which could be set up by the average uh, uh, merchant with a, with a few clicks and make it as, as easy as possible. Super, super interesting. So. Optimonk, um, how have you guys, you know, um, what are you guys up to? Just give us an update on Optimonk and then we'll jump right into, um, I really want to talk about like conversions in general in, in this, um, in, in, over this call. But, but where are you guys now in, in Optimonk? Please, please, please give us an update. So as I said, we started in uh, uh, 2015, and since then, well, we grew quite a lot. It's it's a long journey. Now we have more than 4,000 uh, uh, customer domain websites, e-commerce merchants using Optimunk around the world. Um, the majority of them are um, on English-speaking uh, countries: U.S., Canada, Australia, UK. But we also have quite a lot of European customers as well. And actually, I think uh, we definitely have customers or websites from every country uh, in the world. And um, I would say that the uh, the need for conversion rate optimization and to to really get the uh, maximum out of your traffic and your marketing uh, hasn't uh, hasn't go away uh, hasn't gone away so it's still a, a very important problem and we are still trying to find always the best and newest uh, solutions uh, um, for this problem and of course the market is always changing there's new trends there's mobile there's data privacy and all, all kind of uh, different changes in in, in this uh, in this niche and uh, well, we always try to uh, experiment with the with the best solutions that always fits the the, the current trends. Super, super interesting. Uh, and I see the focus is is, is Shopify. So you you're, you have your G two leader um, winner of, of twenty twenty two, nine out of um, four point nine out of five um, four hundred star reviews. Um, Shopify has taken up over the world, especially in the SME space for e commerce. Um, is, is that the focus now in Optimonk, like direct-to-consumer e-commerce? 
Yes, uh, yes. I mean, uh, Shopify is our main market, uh, but uh, actually, Optimonx works with uh, with most uh, e-commerce systems, uh, WooCommerce, Magento, and uh, all the rest. Actually, is compatible uh, with with Optimonx. There are there are some special features which are really just uh, works with Shopify, but I would say 90% of our features also work with a uniquely developed uh, e-commerce uh, site too. And yes, as you said, that uh, those who actually try Optimum and can see the results, they usually uh, understand uh, why they actually uh, <laughs> need such a solution. Uh, our, our, most pro- our biggest problem is that um, most merchants don't even realize that they have the need uh, for such a solution. They see that, all right, they have some conversion rate problems, they have some issues here, and their Facebook uh, ad uh, ROIs, uh, it sucks. <laughs> Still, they don't, they don't really go deep and try to figure out why, and they don't try to address all these issues uh, with the right solutions. Absolutely, and and I, 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 which brings us to our, our next topic, which is the need. And I keep on preaching it, or I've preached it in the past for micro conversions. You know, just really locking down. It's a chain at the end of the day, and um, your conversion rate might be two, you know, two percent. Your purchase conversion rate might be two percent. But are you measuring your add to cart conversion rate, your initiate checkout, you know, conversion rates, and even your email capture conversion rates? Are you even capturing emails? And so in today's world, from your perspective, how should, you know, e-commerce operators look or look at conversion rate optimization? Because it's got a lot of flack in recent years and we've seen it move a lot up to enterprise, you know, where there's a lot of, um, you know, numbers to crunch. You know, there's the critical mass to actually, statistical significance to actually crunch those numbers and, you know, get you know, proper results off the back of, you know, split testing. What, what, what is your philosophy um, on just conversion rate optimization now in 2022? All right. So uh, the 2% conversion rate, which you mentioned, so that's, that's the, uh, the macro conversion rate. That's a, that's a lag metrics. That's an indicator of the whole process, the whole website. But, um, Actually, when a, a visitor comes to your website, um, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a series of steps. It's a series of micro-conversions. And to get to the end result, to get to the sale, uh, to the big micro-conversion, micro you have to walk through the customer through a series of micro-steps. And uh, just letting go of the end site and just trying to help the user in just at the, the right micros at, at the page where they had just arrived and not trying to push them towards the purchase right away, but rather helping them will result in much better uh, uh, results. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes we see uh, with, uh, with marketers is they are just three, three, simply uh, try to focus on the closing the sale too much. They, they try to uh, close everyone right away while the big majority of the visitors of your traffic is simply not ready uh, to buy right away when they arrive to your site. Um, we've, we've known since the 1970s that all users go through a series of steps, a series of awareness stages. And to really, to truly become um, 
um, paying customers and to push that buy button at the very end, they first have to be aware of everything. They have to um, dissolve their uncertainties. They have to really understand how your product solves that problem. First, they have to even have, they have to become uh, problem aware. And, and uh, uh, for example, problem aware users who are in the earlier stage of the user journey, helping them first find the right solutions uh, to their problems instead of, hey, buy right now, buy right now, um, will result in a much, in much better results. Yeah. Yeah. And then after problem aware, you know, what, what other steps in the context of e-commerce, you know, come um, from, from that, from that um, step? Yeah. So actually, so we have five awareness stages. The first is unaware. When the user doesn't even have, have a, doesn't know that he, he or she has a problem, then they become problem aware. Mm, I'm losing sleep. I have this insomnia stuff. All right. Then he or she starts looking for solutions. All right. So how can I sleep better? And then they find your product. Hmm, okay, so they have this supplement, interesting, interesting. They, uh, he or she becomes problem aware. And then when uh, all these uncertainties are gone and there's no other doubts, all right, so this is right for me, this will ship in time, okay, this is what I will ex- exactly get. And all these que- questions get answered, which might stop uh, him or her from buying, that's when the, the, the order will actually be placed. And that's when he or she become uh, uh, fully aware. And uh, understanding uh, uh, where your users are in their own buying journey based on their behavior on your website mm-hmm. will make a huge difference on your capability to actually help them. If they are on a solution page, for example, um, which is usually a category page, category page, a listing page, is usually about, you know, about uh, picking the right product. Which of these options will best solve my need? Um, and, and most marketers really just uh, put out a list of products there with, with some pictures and maybe the name and the price, and that's all. But, uh, and they, they assume... They assume that customers know how to pick from these products, but most merchants usually don't know. They just see a lot of similar products. Uh, they look for them, you know, about the same. And really, they need guidance. They need help. They need recommendations. They really need education about all right. So, which of these products really the best for you? And in, for example, in a category page giving them, hey, 10% off is really not super helpful, but rather offering them a quiz. Hey, just answer a few questions and I will help you. Or this is the buying guide, or this is uh, the top three products, for example, just giving some you know, personalized recommendations. These can all be much more helpful yeah, in making them products. do, yes, making them this next step, this micro conversion and pick the right product. And then at the, at the, when they are already a product page, then you can start um, uh, giving a lot of promises about that product. But before that, your goal is just to have them pick the right product from your category. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then they, they get into, the, into a products page. So in your opinion, what should a product page do? What's the um, function of a high-performing product page? Again, my best advice from a product page perspective is just assume that your visitors will not meet any other page on your website. That assume that it's it's if it if it was your only page your visitor ever sees, 
would they be comfortable buying your product? If not, if not, then you still need to upgrade uh, this product page. Again, uh, marketers assume that your your customers uh, has the same uh, domain knowledge as you do, and that they can translate all this information, all these features of your product into values, into benefits, but they usually they cannot. Uh, so your goal is really to have them understand all the benefits, all the values your product has, and then also to answer all their questions, um, uh, which might you know appear in their heads. All right, uh, and for example, for that, uh, customer tickets, questions, feedback surveys can all be super helpful to really understand what kind of. Uh, problems, issues are actually stopping users from buying these products. Um, Apple, as a brand, um, I mean, just uh, if you look at any product page of Apple, they are experts, really. I think they really nail it. How you can uh, present super boring, super technical stuff, because they have, you know, like zooms and uh, resolutions and processing times and whatever so how 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 could all this boring stuff be presented in a uh, super customer oriented way emphasizing the benefits and the values all these features features actually create for 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 the customers and if you feel that the customer is really interested in the product and they have uh, they spent uh, maybe a minute on your on your page, then it's time to start nudging them towards the purchase. Then you can offer them a 10% discount. For example, if you do this, uh, if you, if you, if you order right now, but not before that, then before that, your, your goal is really to educate them and to dissolve their uncertainties. Super, super, super interesting. So, so my, 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 my assumption is, with the unaware stage, the problem aware stage, um, those would those typically happen outside with your advertising, with your influencers, with the content you're putting up on YouTube, for instance, um, on search, um, and then the website experience actually starts with the solution finding, where okay, they they're now problem aware and they're looking for a solution. Um, do, do you want to just clarify that little bit of detail, please? I mean, yes. Uh, most D2C brands nowadays, well, not most, but a lot of D2C brands nowadays uh, do content marketing. And when you do content marketing, especially for SEO purposes, but also for Facebook ads, you often create problem-based articles, right? Hey, uh, five reasons or five solutions to help with better sleep, for example, right? And, and that, solu- that, that article is specifically for problem-aware users. And in, in that article, you are actually build, building solution awareness. And of course, you are also um, uh, kind of building some kind of product awareness and basically introducing your products as the, as the best solution. Um, so uh, in in this case, uh, this there in this case uh, in, in the, at the very beginning of your own funnel, there will be a huge amount of problem aware users, and uh, uh, pushing them 
to the checkout button right away when they are just started reading about the problem is definitely not not working too well. But uh, making them join your club, your community, offering them uh, uh, education or giving them some maybe some gamified message of hey, just sign up to our jo- just join our club and you will get the opportunity to to win this super awesome product. For example, it works much better than again offering just discounts. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I have a. This is just an off-field question, which is: Why is it important? Is it still important to build a list, an email list, or a mobile phone list? Which would you do? Um, email, mobile? Would you do both? Um, what's what, what do you think is the relationship now, especially with privacy, coming from Apple, particularly with email collection and um, you know cell phone collection or mobile phone collection? Yeah. So. Uh, this playbook of uh, just uh, getting visitors and then remarketing them as long as it takes is just going away. This world is changing. All this privacy makes yeah just uh, just kills this strategy, uh, and it's it's just going worse. So having your own data, your own list, and your own channel to really reach these customers and to nurture the relationships uh, with them is more important than ever. Uh, email is, I would say, it's uh, better for just lead nurturing uh, to just send content and to educate them on lots of different topics. SMS, on the other hand, uh, is uh, better on doing sales and special offers and discounts. Uh, we usually say that uh, you should handle your uh, SMS uh, list as some kind of VIP list of yours, and uh, whenever you do some special offers, it's, it it makes sense to to do these SMS specific uh, offers. Uh, the good news is that you don't have to pick either or, but you can actually build both at the same time. Uh, there's already quite some use cases we have, and uh, some new already coming out, which makes uh, building email and SMS lists at the same time, totally possible and even uh, recommended. Um, Those users which get the um, education, the nurturing in email from you and regularly sees your brand in email and then um, every once in a while get some special offers, some special discount in SMS, usually, well, uh, that's... uh, that's working the best uh, in, in in terms of optimizing the cost and the interesting. So so email lead nurturing and um, you know your, your your VIP SMS list really is is for those sales getting those conversions. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen their brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. 
With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. What's a good opt-in rate now for, for email? Um, as you said, email and mobile. Um, and do you, do you get any conversion drop if you ask for just one, um, you know, bit of data? Um, how does it compare with asking for two? Um, you probably also ask for name, uh, I would presume, versus just asking for one. And what kind of conversion rate should um, operators expect to, to, yeah. to get? So on a global scale, as we read, the average conversion rate of these pop-ups is around 3 to 5%. With Optimunk, our, our average is around 10%. Uh, and so that's, that we always tell customers that if your pop-up is uh, converting below 10%, then you have optimization potential there. There's a lot of customers with super nicely crafted pop-ups with way above 20, uh, even sometimes above 30% conversion rates, which is, which is really huge. Um, and when you are building both lists, uh, I would say that uh, the goal which you should aim for is that you could... Uh, turn like 12 to 20 uh, 20% uh, of your visitors to email subscribers and half of them you could also get their uh, phone numbers so uh, out of 100 you will get maybe 16 email subscribers and maybe eight uh, phone uh, phone subscribers okay. SMS subscribers okay. 16 email wow okay that's yeah. that's significant that's significant and then eight okay what about um, other use cases for um, pop-up? So what has transpired now, um, obviously with the with the sensitivity of data, with data protection, um, a lot of um, retailers are collecting zero-party data, you know, from customers. And um, when you look at the Shopify ecosystem, you had like um, some pop-up services that were, essentially just purely doing pop-ups, email collection, 
And then there's some that started out with quiz first, you know, going for a quiz first approach. How do you see um, other use cases, particularly quizzes, um, and even cat abandonment or getting feedback? What are the use cases do do pop ups or um, you know just intent you know yeah. driven um, models have um, in in e commerce? So I mean, uh, list building and getting you know building your email list is a, is the quite obvious first choice for most marketers to use pop ups for. And it's um, uh, it's uh, no magic. It's it works wonderfully, and and, and this is, pop-ups are way the most effective way to build your list. But uh, it works because pop-ups and overlays in general are the super uh, helpful way to get personalized secondary messages to your customers. Uh, what I mean secondary is that the primary message is really on the web page. Hey, you are, for example, someone arrived to your category page or your product page and they are, you know, you are just selling that product and that's, that's fine. But if they are for some reason, they are um, not ready to buy, then you can have a lot of options to communicate secondary messages. And based on whatever, uh, this, what do you believe the reason for not buying, you can uh, present a lot of different messages. You can either ask them, ask for their feedback. Hey, what stops you from buying? Uh, And you can just uh, use a a simple survey. Or uh, if they they just visited your product page and they try to leave in the first 15 seconds, it means that mm, they they it, it, it means that they have some they had some interest in the product, but it, it was not, it was not a good fit. Then you could offer them similar products, or you can hey just wait a second, just check out our most popular products within this on, category on the, the pop up yeah on the okay. pop up, yeah, or it could be sense. also a side message, a sticky bar, the, depending the, uh, the the format. Really, is just whether you want it to be more aggressive or more user friendly, but definitely you can have them choose a better product in case they were not satisfied with the one they are browsing right now. Or of course, if they show a deep interest in the product and stay, then of course you can uh, um, close uh, uh, the purchase and try to close the purchase and offer them a discount if they buy or they subscribe. Or if, but of course, the quizzes come really super nice if you don't know what exactly they are interested in. If they are on the homepage, for example, not on the product, but on the homepage, for example, uh, and you sell a lot of different products, of course, it's, it's often it's super hard to know, okay, which product, which offer would they be interested in? Then just uh, trying to segment these users and get some personalized data on, all right, so what problem are you trying to solve? solve? Um, uh, weight loss, uh, better sleep, or you know, better skin, or whatever. And uh, for example, just asking them this first question uh, for problem-based questions are usually working the best. And maybe even incentivizing sometimes this uh, this question. By the way, that you will also get ten uh, percent off if you answer this question. It's uh, it's uh, it can have the incentive and also, but it starts with a question. They click on their problem. I'm losing sleep, and then you can uh, all right, fantastic. I mean, it's not fantastic, but <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and and no, I know your problem, can, and then you can, can make them sign up, and also you can uh, promote them 
again, personalized offer, and you can communicate based on their, uh, their needs. And what's even better, what pop-ups really allow you, is that they, you can uh, create these personalized messages for these users anywhere on the, on the site. So, for example, let, let me give you an example. If you are running different Facebook ads, if you are running a Facebook ad for uh, better sleep and you are running a different ad for um, weight loss, for example, right? Then when the user clicks through, clicks on the ad, then um, you will see if you do the UTM parameters right from the URL, you will see that, all right, whether this user came from uh, the better sleep or, uh, or the weight loss uh, ad version. And based on this parameter, whenever he or she tries to leave the site later, a few minutes later, you can still offer them a personalized message. Hey, if you still want better sleep, here's my offer for you. Or if you want weight loss, here's my better offer for you. Again, you don't just have to push the same message to everyone, but the right message to the right people. And uh, that's the, the superpower of uh, pop-ups that you can really personalize your messages to each, every in, in, in individual. And you have a lot of data you can, uh, you can work with. Interesting, incredible. You, you know, you talked about uh, you know, um, you know, um, CVO, which is customer value optimization, and the fact that um, you, it, it is really offering value at every stage of um, you know the customer journey. It, it sounds to me that um, when your systems on your site uh, are more aware um, about who, what you know, each traffic who is on the site, you're able to offer more tailored um, solutions, which is the value essentially to them. And, and that falls down to personalization really and segmentation, at least segmentation, which, you know, leads on to personalization, um, which, which I find very, very fascinating. So for, you know, um, just data savvy marketers listening to this episode, how would you recommend you, you mentioned something really important in terms of UTM tagging. Um, how would you recommend um, they segment customers in order to get the best out of you know these customer engagement tools you know such as Optimonk? Well it re- really depends on the product. It really depends on the product. Um, whether you have you are solving one big problem for different uh, you know, people, or there's a lot of different solutions, different categories. I would say, I mean, there's two main group of data you can use. There's the, uh, what we call zero party data, which they, uh, you know, explicitly give you, like uh, they click on this uh, conversational pop-ups that, hey, I, I'm losing sleep or I, I need, uh, you know, uh, uh, better skin or whatever. Or you can use this, uh, their uh, email. Or, uh, basically, you can ask any, diff- any number of questions and you can use all this zero-party data to really personalize not just your pop-ups, but all kinds of messaging after they leave your site, your emails, your SMS, your, your retargeting. And you have this, what we call it, first-party data, basically, which, you know, just uh, uh, is based on the behavior. Hey, what kind of uh, uh, pages, uh, so, yeah, what kind of pages they are visiting, what source they arrive from, do they arrive from a Facebook ad or a Google ads, for example. It's, it's, it's often very different. Uh, people searching for a specific product and uh, coming from a product ad, usually they are a high 
intent. They usually are much more productive. Those who just who have just seen uh, a Facebook ad, for example, they are usually at, in, in a much earlier stage of their, their user journey. Or, of course, the landing page. What kind of, you know, based on the landing page, is it the category page? Is it the product page? Is it the home page? It's a totally different uh, awareness stage for, for the customers, which you can use to personalize this message. Or, of course, as I said, even just uh, by running lots of different ads as a segmentation, uh, kind of, you know, uh, um, classifying users into big groups, segments, you can... Well, you, uh, de- uh, depending on the the uh, total uh, traffic and your resources which you have, uh, you, you you can find the right balance between you know uh, uh, segmenting these users into uh, some subgroups and creating the the the, uh, the most specialized messages for these tailored messages for these um, subgroups. And what uh, Optimum Costo offers, by the way, is not just you can create. A, specific message, a specific pop-up uh, for each segment, but you can also personalize uh, your, if you, you can often just create one message, one pop-up, and customize this pop-up based on this zero and third-party data. If you mm-hmm. know their name, for example, if you they know, they, they know their returning users, if you know which, which products they've seen, you can use all these products dynamically in, 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 in your pop-ups. You don't have to manually create a different scenario and a different message for each and every individual because it would be impossible. But you can really just create a couple of uh, nicely crafted and targeted messages and use the personalization features of, of Optimunk. So at the end, the end result from the user perspective is that everyone will see a very personalized message at the, just the yeah. right moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and the versatility of um, the the tool set you guys have. Um, so you, you, you have pop-ups, you have side messages, you have sticky bars. You could do full screen now because I remember we couldn't do full screen back in the days. And then you, you do surveys. And then do you want to just shed a bit more light on your gamification? You know, how does gamification um, work? What do best in class e-commerce, um, D2C e-commerce, you know, brands, um, how, how are they using your gamification um, um, tools for, for as a competitive edge? Yeah, so gamification, actually we have three different uh, main solution types for gamification. What is this? One is this uh, classic uh, lucky wheel pop-ups, just spin the wheel and then uh, you can win uh, something. It's really great f- uh, to really upgrade uh, the outlook, uh, the perspective of, of your offers, of your discount. If you don't want, if you if you can only offer like a ten percent discount on average, but you want to make look better, then just putting on the lucky wheel like a twenty percent off uh, and also a five percent off will uh, and, and and the average user will of course just just win on average ten percent. Still, the uh, the perception of it will be much better, and just having the chance to win, by the way, is usually uh, a big um, motivating factor for many users. It, uh, uh, for early stage users, gamification messages usually uh, convert with 12 to 18%. So they are, they are super, have super high conversion rates. And beside Lucky Wheels, you also have scratch cards. And uh, now what we are... Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a less sexy, I would say, but it it, it like also it. <laughs> uh, it also works really well, and um, 
And now we are experimenting with these mystery offers when basically you are just, it's a, it's a simple uh, offer where you are not just uh, not uh, disclosing your offer right away, but using this mystery, hey, that you can win something really well. Uh, one of our clients just reached uh, more than 20% conversion rate with, uh, with such a mystery offer, which is, uh, I would say, it's, uh, we were really surprised when we've seen this, uh, this message. Um, do, do the mystery offers link to a product you add to cart? What, what, how do you, how how would you sort of um, implement that in D two C if you're you're given a mystery offer? Uh, uh, the simple version, the simplest version, is that you just hey sign up for our newsletter and you will get a super mystery offer. It will be super super nice. And on the thank you page, you just uh, show them what this offer was, and uh, or I just continue browsing. So that's that's the simplest version. But of course, you can use this one to uh, ask questions, and that's what we usually recommend. That on the second page, you don't have to just uh, disclose everything right away, but you can ask a question. All right, okay, thank you for signing up. I will just I will show you uh, this mystery offer right away, but first tell me what you are interested in. All right, and what took you here? All right, and what's your problem? And just asking a few questions and just clicking, uh, making the user click on one of these options will usually uh, not result in any kind of churn but it will get you a lot of zero-party data based on which you can show a personalized thank you page, for example, if they show, all right, for example, if they click on, all right, I'm losing sleep, then on the thank you page, you can show them your, all right, here, here are our top solutions for, for better sleep, for example. And by the way, this is my, okay, then this is my special offer. And you can also use it later on to, uh, personalize your exit offers, your recommendations, your lead nurturing email series, whatever, based on the knowledge that, all right, I know that this guy has sleeping problems, so I, so I shouldn't, uh, you know, bombard uh, him or her with, uh, you know, weight loss products and, and articles. Super, super interesting. Um, I could go on and on and on and on um, with, with, with this conversation, um, but, but I'm, you know, just deeply um you know appreciative of the the tips you've you've shared and kind of like your philosophy to to optimization which is you know really value based um it's got me thinking um and i'm sure it's it's got the the audience you know um you know thinking um for those of um uh, for those who want to to sort of follow your work follow optimonk um what social you know media are you most active on and um for, for those who want to just find out more about optimonk it's just optimonk.com o-p-t-i-m-o-n-k.com uh, but for you Shaba um, you know how, how do people want to um, sort of reach out to you I recommend using LinkedIn I'm uh, trying to be more active on LinkedIn uh, right now and I also recommend uh, reading my guide to customer value optimization um, this is I would say a summary of this whole principle of this whole methodology of rather trying to help the users instead of trying to sell them. Uh, if you uh, want to read this guide, just optimum.com slash CVO. Um, that's a super easy link. Um, that's a good, easy introduction to CVO. And um, yeah, I think uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good start. <laughs> Thanks, Shaba. It's been a an incredible, you know, um, just incredible session, really, with you. Um, and we want to appreciate you for for coming on the Two Actually Commerce podcast. 
It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.